Blog Talk Radio. Have you recently found yourself wondering, where am I? Have you discovered an ability to tell shit from Shinola that previously hadn't existed? Right, you have to tell us. I uh, learned. I learned what the word arduous means. No, that's <clears throat> that. That's a that's a discussion best kept private. Okay. So so not yeah. good. I'm gonna go with not good. It was it was just arduous. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. All right. One word. There it is, folks. There's the description of the gig. Moving on. <laughs> so the main topic for today which is probably a pretty obvious one. Uh, I put uh, 9-11, what do you remember? So I thought we should talk like uh, the the key things that stood out in your mind when it happened. We were both pretty well aware um, of things when it happened. Um, And 9-11 was one of those things that I think, I think that was like my uh, event that happened in my lifetime that really woke me up kind of made me aware of how not true things around me could be, how much of a lie things could be. Like for some, like maybe in your generation, it was Waco. That was like a big eye-opener for a lot of people. I don't know. What was your eye-opener? Kennedy. Kennedy, right? Yeah, shit like that. How old were you when Kennedy died? I wasn't or born yet. Oh, you weren't born yet. Well, I'm saying what happened in your lifetime. Wait, what year did what year did they kill him? Sixty nine? Something I, I can't born remember. In 70. I was born in It's got to be somewhere right. It, no, I know it was late sixties. I think. <clears throat> Jesus, is that sad? We don't remember the date. <sighs> I know. What's well, an important date though? Yeah, I'd rather remember the day the person was born or something than the day I met them. I don't, I don't cherish them the day they died, you know. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's like I don't get those people that that etch that stuff in the glass, you know, the little memorial in their rear view, in their back window or whatever. Oh so yeah, like, I've seen a lot of every that. Every day they have to 
look in their rearview mirror and they're reminded of that everything. And then why do I have to be reminded of it just because I pulled up behind you in traffic? You know. And never knew the person. Cemeteries and memorials for things like that, you know. I don't know. I just see it in bad taste as well. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I would do that. I I couldn't. This doesn't sound doesn't sound like a fun thing to do, you know, to get in your car every day and see that in your back window. But then again, there's people that drive around with the bumper stickers of 9/11, never forget, and that type of stuff. Although I don't see anybody with Pearl Harbor stickers, so I wonder if that's like a good um, gauge of how long this type of stuff lasts. They didn't have cars had bumpers. Yeah, they didn't have bumpers, so there wasn't a bumper sticker per se. What do you mean they didn't have bumpers? They had big You talking about that? Did you call it something other than a bumper? Don't call it bumper. I suppose because you didn't really bump. You didn't bump stuff with a car back then. You you Damn stopped. It. You hit it and you stopped immediately. Okay, from now on, you if got we're out in front of the kids, don't call you're... my bullshit. <laughs> uh, but all right, so 9-11, what do you remember? What stood out for you on that day? Before remember, you read up about it, what were all, the things that stood all out? Television, well, first of all, I remember thinking how weird it was that there was no traffic in the and there was no air traffic. It stopped. And if you live where I live, you know, they fly over constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I mean, you can go out here at 8 o'clock at night and watch the planes come in, and they they come in like three at a time, and there's like every 30 minutes, you know, they're coming right. in. So I remember that being really, really eerie and strange. It seemed really quiet. Um I mean, just traffic alone, every you know, and then everything on TV just went to that. I mean, there was no, there was no broadcasting there of, of any time other than news about that, for like, days. Right. Yeah. You know. Well, and one of the things I remember, real early on, was how the news stories changed so rapidly. Um. Like the day it happened, it seemed, or the next day, the news stories just flipped from huge, elaborate, like this is what happened, this is what we know, to just ignoring what they said before and not even saying, oops, we were wrong, that's not what happened. They just changed the story and acted like they never even said the first part from yesterday. Most notably, I remember the whole... uh, the one that went down in uh, Pennsylvania, the plane that went down in Pennsylvania, supposedly. I remember a news story that very clearly uh, said they got report that uh, the Air Force had taken it out, that they had scuttled the uh, the plane. And I was like, oh, right on, they got one. You know, they did what they were supposed to do. I was like, "That's yeah, I All wondered right. why. It, I'm glad they got one. And then they stopped saying that, and they never re-aired it, they, I don't even think anybody caught that one on film because I haven't seen it on YouTube or anything, but I watched it on my television. And uh, and then they just changed the story to, oh, the passengers took them down. 
And it's like I, I'm not trying to belittle that story. If it if if they were in fact wrong about the whole scuttling of the plane, but but why why not correct yourself? Why not go in the news and be like, yeah, yesterday we ran a story that this happened. It turned out that is incorrect, and it was blah 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 blah. That would well, to and me there was so more. much shit flying so fast. And one of the things that stuck out as far as that concerned is when they found like one of those guys' wallets. They said they found the guy's wallet. One of the terrorists' wallet. Yeah. And I thought and I thought to myself, in that entire mess A pristine wallet. In Not that even... entire mess, they found this guy's wallet. Yeah. You know? I Explosion. thought that was just like really oddly, strangely suspicious. That they just pop up with this, I found his wallet! Because, hey, you know, you don't go do your terrorist misdeeds without having your wallet. Yeah. The I, mean, I suppose you would be able to with rescue plane, workers but... trying to find trying to find survivors and help wounded people and, you know, deal with this major crisis and there's that one guy who picks up his wallet. Oh, let's start looking for a little money or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't. No. And it just happens to be that one guy's wallet, you know. I just. What? And the whole damn thing never seemed right. The way they came down, looking like an implosion. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, well, it just Oh, yeah, those that buildings way. came down was. free fall. I remember saying <clears throat> that. And Building 7, ladies and gentlemen, I've seen a lot of demolitions live. Watch them blow buildings up here in Las Vegas because a lot of casinos are, are gone. They're gone, man. They demo them. And when they demo them, we find out about it. We all go out there and we count down and we watch the building fall. Well, I'm telling you, Building 7 was demoed, for sure. Yeah. From yeah. the video I saw, that was demoed. So, there you have it. That's a, well, that's and there's the... The opinion of somebody who, like, has seen it, ha- seen it happen on several occasions, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it on TV. I watched when they uh, got rid of, uh, what was it, the Stardust, I think. Right. I watched that one on yeah. TV because I think I was visiting Vegas. last one, uh, last Vegas one would be Aladdin, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, what is that? That's where they put Planet Hollywood, right? I think they rebuilt no? the Aladdin. I don't know. I haven't been downtown in a long time. Right. That's and the it thing people don't understand about it. When you live there, you just stay the fuck away from the strip as much as you can, because it's just a fucking traffic trap. Not well, you to go, mention, yeah, you go down, you go down there, or you go when when you have friends that come to town, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. you take them down and show them where where to park, and here's where to, and the, here's your Fremont experience, and here's your this and that. Mm-hmm. And then you tell them, when you're walking around, pretty just much ignore all traffic laws because everybody else casino does. Casino is like, you know, you got to pay, you pick your casino as a. Because they're all, they all got like, you know, their own little genre. Yeah. You know, the Paris, the New York, the 
Treasure Island. The Pirate Casino. Yeah. Yeah. The Venetian. The Paris, yeah. <clears throat> that was remember. a really great show on the strip, the Treasure Island. They had to, they would sink the pirate ship. That was really oh, yeah. remarkable. Dude. That was remarkable yeah. when they did that. The heat from the explosions every night. Oh, my God. You could stand way far away on a sidewalk, and you'd have to cover your face. It was so hot. And what's cool, they did that they did that whole production out there that's, like, out there on the strip. So it's, like, for whoever's walking by. Yeah. I know. Yeah, they don't wait for people. They just, all right, it's that time. Let's start it up. Yeah. It was pretty cool. My dad uh, helped run that show for a long time, for many years. Then he got a better job over at the Venetian. And then he lost that job because... New management came in, and you know as well as anybody, when new management comes in, <laughs> they sweep the goddamn house. They get rid of the old people who are loyal to the old ways. Anybody who's making money, they don't care. They don't care if you're loyal. No. They don't care if you're honest. They don't care. What they care is you're making more money than anybody else. they got to get rid of you. So it looks yep. good on them. And that's a, that's a fucked up, you know. So. It'll make people pass over a promotion, I'll tell you the what. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on here. We've got other stuff to get to. One of your topics that you brought up tonight, uh, or suggested, is how to tell if your neighbor is Cthulhu. Oh, I know I would, I would guess tentacles. I mean, you from the telltale sign. No, if there's like pools of black liquid in the yard. Okay, um, so you're saying if you can't see your neighbor, but he lives there, and you've never seen him, is that? What, so we're trying to I guess mean, from the every from the environment is met with indifference, like he doesn't even know you're there. Because um, <laughs> he doesn't care if you're there, but. Yeah. Is there um you're just never ending part of the business? You're just another part yard? of the scenery. Yeah. Huh? I said are there never ending abysses in his yard? Well that's a foolproof sign. I mean Yeah. The pool's a black liquid, it could just be like, you know those people don't, you know. Recycle their oil They just dump it on the ground or whatever Oh it's since we were talking about 9-11 How how do you respond to someone who says um, Hey You just got jet fuel all over my steel beams Well you got steel beams all over my jet fuel (laughs) Yeah that was my Contribution to 9-11 there should be a meme like that. But speaking of the, the jet fuel and the steel beams, in case our listeners haven't heard any of our shows that we talked about this type of stuff before, um, the argument in the official story was something along the lines of, well, the jet fuel, no, it doesn't melt steel beams, but 
it weakened them enough to collapse the first, you know the the all of the upper part of the building down on top of the lower parts and the force was great enough to apparently smash through all of the floors yeah, with I absolutely saw, I no saw effort that in, whatsoever you know cuz I'm an engineer so I I read a few of the engineering reports on it and it's where it uh it was the rivets that failed and when the rivets failed, and I was like, well, even if that happened, okay, not all the rivets are going to fail all the way down the building. Yeah. And they're not going to, and then I was like, and if anything, those top floors should have been left up there. <clears throat> but then, or it, it would have, should have, it should have, one of, at least one of those buildings should have toppled. You know what I'm saying? It would have leaned over and right. Well, because when when you're talking about no steel weakening, it it bends. It doesn't pancake. It bends a little. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. going to take a lot of force to get that steel to bend and then keep on bending to the point where it topples over. And if you're going to say that the upper part of the building was strong enough, let's say it, even if it did bend, which it didn't, even if it did bend and enough yeah, to topple. Yeah, they have to go through a lot to figure out how to do that, too. They have to go through a lot to figure out what what beams to hit and, and when to hit them, how to bring, them, bring the whole thing together so that it all falls in on it. Well, there are engineers there's who... There's a lot that goes into that, you know. There were engineers who've seen the plans in that building, the blueprints and everything, and all the building plans, and they said that, oh yeah, that, that those buildings could withstand uh, between the two of them four airliner strikes, and they should still be standing. So how the fuck that happened, you know, it's it's just not possible, folks. I mean, to say, oh, the official story said this, and it makes sense to me, okay. Maybe it makes sense to you, but if you're not an engineer and you go talk to some engineers and engineers say, no, that doesn't make sense, are you just going to go, well, fuck you, I don't believe you, I believe the government. Really? You're going to believe the government? Because they would never lie to you, ever. And if you're going to say, well, they don't have a motive, excuse me, they have plenty of motive. Look at what they did afterwards. Look where we are now. There's plenty of motive. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot yeah. they that they got done that we probably never would have went through with. Are you kidding me? Like yeah, you would go through with Iraq like the whole TSA and they bullshit? Moved into Afghanistan and. They're, they continue to murder children and say, well, I don't know if they had a bomb. Okay, well, fucking don't go there. They don't want you there so bad that they apparently strap bombs to children, or at least that's what the worry is, so that you... And I've I've been told by people that have been over there, friends of mine, that they were, they've been told, if in doubt, waste a clip. And I'm like, waste a clip, and even with kids, even with kids. You don't know if they got a bomb. They're running up to you with a teddy bear. Teddy bear could be the bomb. When in doubt, yeah. empty a clip. I mean, is this really, this is, 
this is is this virtuous? Is that what it is? Is this something to be proud of? Well, you got to do what you got to do. I don't think we got to do that. But they hate us for our freedom. Okay, now we've just gotten into ridiculousness. You know, you don't bother people, they don't bother you. That's really kind of how that works. Well, you don't understand, it's a religious war. We didn't start this shit, neither did they. Or no, we started this shit, and they didn't, I mean. Well, they when it comes to. Well, yeah, but that's because uh, we fund that shit. We well, arm them, we yeah, test and, them off. And because, because of the way our government operates, they love to perpetuate war, too. So they threw their hat into the ring. You know. I mean, Hillary admitted on, on fucking, what was it, CNN or something like that, or 60 Minutes? I don't even remember, but she admitted plain as day, well, we created Al-Qaeda to give the Ruskies a hard time. Okay, what happened after that? Did you disband them, or what? Or are they like some kind of secret fucking scapegoat that you have? Some like team that you could just throw them into something and be like, ah, we could blame it on them. And they don't care. They're having a blast. All right, well, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, look what they got <laughs> now. I mean, I, you know, they got ISIS running around out, out there. Like, you no, know, it's like the fucking wild, wild west out there now. Yeah. That's there you go, folks. If you want to experience the Wild West, there you go. <laughs> Only with, so you know, some more newer technology. They're not using revolvers. They're using fucking Scud missiles and RPGs. But honestly, it's probably easier to hit someone with a revolver than a Scud missile. Yeah, yeah it gets a little more serious when they have a fight in the saloon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's got a missile in the saloon. It really doesn't matter what you hit in there. <laughs> You're all going to fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's go to some lighter news, I suppose. Um, it's kind of sad, yeah, though. A young teen boy kisses a girl in high school. He's 13. The girl's 14. And now he faces assault charges. He kissed her on a dare. His fellow students dared him to go kiss her. We dare you kiss so and such. Go do it. We dare you. So he ran up and did it to show, ha ha, I like her. I'll kiss her real quick. And now he's being charged with juvenile assault. <laughs> How fucked up is that yeah, shit? That's just, oh, come on, man. That's just whatever. Kids being kids. This is in Pikesville, yeah. Maryland. I mean, And then parent, that's parents bringing charges because they're just blowing it out of proportion. That's that's an over overacting parent right there. Well, yeah, it is. You're right. That's exactly what it falls on. Because the little, the 14 year old girl probably could have went home and he did this and blah blah blah, embellished a little bit because she wanted to get her way. And the parents yeah. were like, "All right, we're going to go do this." Well, a good parent would have went. Honey, it's just a kiss. He has a crush on you. It's not the end of the world. You know, come on, settle down. It happens. Little boys get crushes and they wanna they wanna give you a kiss. Okay, big deal. Now sounds like it was harmless. 
Maybe you should go talk to him. <laughs> you know, seeing that you're both teenagers, for fuck's sake. Quit your whining and go deal with your life. But a quick peck isn't assault. I'm sorry, folks. That's just a cute thing that kids do. Well, it could have. He could have ended up being a rapist later. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, especially he got his, you know, his buddies dared him to do it. And... Well, his buddies. What if they then later said we dare you to rape? So him? wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do we try? Do we? Do we charge his buddies like Charles Manson? Oh, great point. There we go. We got to charge his buddies too. Uh, and in fact, they got to be put is a, is locked cyber up. Cyber bullying now to fucking be like, hey man, if you like her, go kiss her. Come on, do it. Go on. Right. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Oh man, I hope there's yeah, a little boy in the courtroom. Everybody just needs to sit down in a room together, right there, with with you know an adult. <laughs> They go to they go to court the and the, the little boys like you don't understand. I'm the squiggy from in this. I'm the squiggy from. Yeah, and the parents need to be sat down and made to watch the conversation so they know how to have a conversation. Mm. They probably don't. Yes, this is. I don't know. It could be a learning exercise for everybody. It's sad that this is what this is how adults are dealing with their teenagers these days. I really don't understand my generation, for fuck's sake. Um, let's see, what else we got? Oh, Apple's got a new iPhone, dude. Dude, they have a new one. The difference is, like, the camera's a little better. That's not a little better. It's a lot better. I mean, still, it's not the same as if you were to say, I don't know, buy a professional camera. But... For a phone, it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but they still offer, like, a 16-gigabyte base model, which is like, go ahead, film one of the Super HD videos. You're going to be full. And with all the goddamn bloated uh, software that comes with it, you have to have the watch app. You have to have the health app. Uh, your 16 gigabytes are full. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, uh-huh. but that's what it feels like. Yeah. For fuck's sake. And then the other thing that they did was they said, uh, well, now we have a 3D display. Well, it's not a 3D display. It's 3D touch, meaning like not only do you swipe with your finger, but how hard you push on the area that your finger is on. That's like the third dimension, I guess. But that's only like, yeah, it is three dimensions because you got up, down, and then in towards the screen. But it's just pressure sensitive. That's all they really did. I feel like the updates are getting more and more small. Oh, it doesn't bend as as badly as before. That's the other thing. When you sit on it with it in your back pocket, why you would put your phone in your back pocket on your ass so you could sit on it is beyond me. But whatever, people were doing it and it bends their phone. Big shocker. There's a lot of fat asses in America. Learn, I'm learn not, not to put that, your phone in your back pocket, you know? Yeah, don't fucking do that. Get a get a holster or get less tight pants so you can put it in your front pocket like a normal human being. But I'm a hipster and i got to wear the tightest goddamn pants on the world. 
I got to wear pants so tight that the fucking teeth on the zipper are just fighting for dear life to stay on. That's the that's how tight the pants I gotta wear them. Cause I'm so fucking I was so cool before this shit was cool. Ugh. Anyways, so I'm not at all surprised with what they've updated the phone with. I'm really kind of sick of Apple. Um, I think maybe the market's kind of leveling out. They're they're competitiveness is not it's kind of like just above the water like when you got to skim like the the cream off the top when you whip a uh, buttermilk whatever but uh, anyways we got like 60 seconds here before we go into overtime let's see let's see oh a subway masturbator was caught in New York and a woman oh. uh sought help from the conductor. I, we, I, I tweeted about that. Yeah, we need the Taser and app. Taser? No, yeah. they, he didn't yeah, Taser anybody. No, they should have. She should have. Instead of, instead of fucking taking that picture, she should have tased him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. That would have, yeah, I would have solved it right then and there. He would have wiped that fucking smile right off his face. I would have fucking tased him. And I think everybody on board would have clapped so, there's a way to deal with that type of folks. Anyways, that's 10 seconds. The show is about over here. Uh, we're going to go into overtime, and we'll catch everybody else live next Friday. Hopefully. Later. All right, we're at overtime. Um, but anyways, yeah, that subway guy. So, she went and tried to get the conductor, and the conductor was like, Ugh, just go to the fucking booth when we stop, and just go tell, report it to them. And as soon as she got off, he, like, closes the doors and peels away. Um, and mind you, the masturbating guy got off at the same stop. So she goes upstairs. There's no booth. There's nothing. He was just trying to get her the fuck off the train so he wasn't he wasn't being annoyed by her anymore. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. That's a kind what of a dick move. Yeah, it's really douchey. I mean, he could have said, like, just stay on. He's getting off. And then you won't have to deal with him. Go to the next stop, and there you go. I mean, which it's that's pretty much what she did, anyways. Yeah. Like she that got off when I looked for the booth. She would have never even had to talk to the conductor. If she would have just tased him. That's my my opinion. Or shot him. I'd... Right. That's true. I mean, a guy whips his dick out on the subway. You're a woman. He's looking at you, grinning. Bang. Is any cop is any cop going to be like I I eh, say shoot him. Yeah, that well, I mean should, that woman should shoot him. She could probably do and it. And wait for wait for a nice friendly police officer to come take her home. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. that would probably work cuz it looks like sexual assault. It looks like it could become something worse very quickly. So, yeah, I I could see she would feel threatened enough to shoot the guy. Uh, we got a caller here, area code 602. You're live. Who are we speak? 602 with? is a big deal. Come Shut on up. now. <laughs> Straight up. Why is 602, like 602 a big deal? 602 is, is a Phoenix area code. Like you got 623 and 480. Blue Vino, 
Bluvino and uh, the the band of Bluvino, Bo Hotchkiss and and Scott Culberson. Hello, everybody. This is Shinduo. What's up, dude? What up? Everything. I'm just driving home right now. How much did you catch of the show? Uh, I just caught the last couple of minutes. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, we were talking about a guy who masturbated on a subway and and about it. It was probably what you. Jerking off on a how's, subway. How's your freeway killings going down there? Uh, the freeway killings are going great. Did Did you successfully pin that on somebody else yet, or what? No, not yet, not yet, not yet. Uh, I'm still I'm still driving along and and uh, and shooting people on the freeway. No, that's not me. That's not me. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there's something weird going on here. Uh, I I don't I don't have a commute on the I-10. Interstate 10 uh, that runs through Phoenix that actually connects uh, Los Angeles to Miami. Uh, so yeah, there's there's nothing nothing going on weird with me. My my truck is fine. My windows are fine. Uh, but there is a very very active hunt for a suspect in this spat of of shootings. Now, and it's it's now, actual you know confirmed shootings. You, hey, do you know where where are these have taken place? Could you drive around them? I mean, maybe. no, no. I've, I've, uh, I haven't uh, driven the I-10 for a while, but it, it occurs between the I-10, <laughs> the I-10 interchange at 202, which is the loop of the I-10, uh, over at uh, I don't know about about 12th Street and 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 I don't know like McDowell. And uh, between, like, 107th Avenue, uh, west of the I-10, way out west. So we're talking about wow. a 30-mile span. So it's, it's yeah. tough. It's amazing. And they don't know, huh? They just, it could be some dude out there dressed like a bush, huh? I don't know. <laughs> right? It could be some, we have We have armed people. Uh, the, sorry, I sound drunk as shit right now. Uh, we have we have armed people that are patrolling at night on the side of the 202 or the I-10. We're way into overtime. I don't know if anybody's uh, announced that, but uh, yeah, we, oh, yeah, we've I got. Uh, all right, perfect. Thank you, Bo. Yeah, we got armed people that are uh, that are patrolling the the I-10 at night. Armed I people mean, with it's arms. It's funny too because yeah we. Everybody's armed. I'm armed. I have armed. Everybody arms. has fucking guns here. Dude, it's I have armed. They get mad if you don't have a gun. And if you don't have a gun, they get you one. They're like, here, here's your identification and your firearm. <laughs> oh, we're worse in Texas. We are worse in Texas. And Texas Wait, is you're not in Texas. No. No, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm in the heart of Phoenix, Arizona. I woke up to helicopters swarming over my my goddamn house because I live one block away from DPS headquarters, which I'm driving right by as we speak. And and they were they were swarming around a car that uh, was hit by projectiles or a bullet uh, from from the I-17 uh, connecting from the I-10, probably about three blocks away from me. I mean, I'm in the heart of it. It's 
you know, I'm not joking around when I say I'm, like, broadcasting in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona. I am broadcasting, like, literally in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona whenever I do my radio show, you know? And I'm driving home right now and uh, pulling up. So anyone who wanted to find him before, go for the very center. Right. You go for the very very center. You go for when I-17 I-10 with, with the United States 60. So, yeah. I mean, I'm amazed that there hasn't been more shootings around my area because I'm at the fucking heart of it all. Well, if they followed right. him back back to there, if they followed him back to there, then that might be, you know, he don't want to do that around where he's living. So. No. Oh, no. I guess they actually uh, caught a suspect or a potential suspect. Uh, at 107th Avenue and uh, Indian School, which Indian School is about three miles north of the I-10. So it's it's getting hairy. It's getting fucking you know interesting. Very very interesting. See now you know how them fucking people in D.C. felt when they had the D.C. snipers. Oh my God, the Beltway sniper. Well, the Beltway sniper actually ticked, you know, literally fucking took out people. You know, they they were yeah. aiming for fucking headshots and shit like that. So, this situation, nobody's been injured except for a 12-year-old girl by, by glass shrapnel, which is very unfortunate, but nobody's been actually harmed or injured um, from this event, and uh, it, it could get a lot worse if it hasn't been stopped because we here in Arizona fight guns with guns. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right. Speaking of fighting guns with guns, uh, a fashion designer uh, shocks uh, his showgoers with a police brutality focus on the show. In fact, he didn't even know if he was going to show any of his fashion designs. He kind of just like showed video clips of all of the police killings that have been on video thus far just like that's what he did and some people did walk out in like his clothing and stuff that he designed but the main focus of the show was that look there's a shitload of people that got murdered by cops and nothing's happening because I guess he felt he felt a need to point out that hey here we are still nothing's fucking happened still what the hell I mean, the closest thing we got is fucking, what's his name, Darren Wilson, who retired, basically, on donations. Ooh, the fucker gets hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations and quit. Oh, no shit, he fucking quit. Wouldn't you quit? Uh, I wouldn't quit the first day I got national coverage. Fuck that. Yeah, that's true. Just to avoid my department's fucking um, permanent language, just to avoid my department's scrutiny but, of keeping me employed. But you could have taken all that clan money, all that rich clan money, dude. <laughs> right? He got all those clan donations. Because everybody knows, hey, everybody knows, PayPal's cool with donations from the clan. PayPal, MasterCard, Visa, they're cool with the clan. They're good with the clan. Otherwise, PayPal 14 wouldn't exist. 
and they would be being prosecuted by the government. Right? Because what what motivated them... That's a damn good point, though. That's a damn good point. Look, I only only have qualms with one person out of 14, with the PayPal 14, but but everybody else in the PayPal 14 is... We're we're cool. We're cool, but that's a... it's a funny fucking point you brought up there. Like, continue, right? Continue. Well, all I was saying is that, you know, he got all that fucking donated money, uh, which was probably, you know, I think it's probably most likely from Klansmen who are likely like, oh, yeah, shit. that guy's awesome. He, like, murdered a black guy. That's great. We hate black guys. He's doing our work for us. He deserves wow. some compensation. It's God's work. And so Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal were like, hey, by the way, you're more than welcome to donate through one of our services. Go right ahead. But if you try to shut us down for, you know, not allowing people to hear truth and shit like that, well, then we'll get the government to help us out and act as our goons. Wait, what? I thought you were supposed to be below the government. No, no, no. Uh, we're Visa and MasterCard. We're above the government. They are our goons. Yeah, fuck all of that. But anyways, all I was saying. Follow the money. Yeah. You want to find out who's in, who's in charge? Follow the money. Now find out who you can't criticize, right? Find out who you can't criticize, and apparently you can't criticize Visa, MasterCard, or PayPal. Which, by the way, I did criticize PayPal for probably an hour to some poor fucking um, customer service worker who really couldn't do shit. But I bitched her out for probably an hour. Because I just wanted to cancel a fucking payment. Because my wife bought something and didn't realize that the shipping wasn't included. And we didn't have enough money in our bank account to cover it, so we were going to get... An extra charge because there wasn't enough money because she didn't think that the shipping was there. And uh, so I called PayPal, and I'm like, you got to cancel that. And they're like, oh, we can't do that. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't do that? They're like, well, it all goes out in packets, so your payment is gone with, like, 50 other payments in one packet. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck designed this shit? And they're like, well, we can't, I mean... the we have programmers, and they designed it this way, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, this is yeah. the shittiest they're fucking called, design I've ever heard. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, you guys should fucking fix that. Put me on with one of those guys. She's like, uh, I can't, sir. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Are are they mute? Oh, shit, I didn't, that's inconsiderate. They're like, she's like, well, no, I mean, they're not mute. Oh, they lost their hearing, they're deaf, they're, they don't have ears. I'm sorry, that's insensitive of me. And she's like, well, no, they have ears. I'm like, well, then hand them a goddamn phone. Let me tell them they're fucking stupid. (laughs) Because that's retarded. I can't just cancel something that I literally just did on accident. Well, I didn't do it, but you know what I'm saying. Even if I did it, even if anybody did it, you should be able to be like, oh, fuck, you shouldn't have clicked that. Because you clicked something, now you can't reverse it. You're going to get a charge from your bank. So I had to put, like, uh, stop payment from my bank on that whole fucking thing. And they are like, 
we realize that means that you can't ever use anything through PayPal because that you can't do just one thing. You can't tell the bank, don't let PayPal do this once. It means we will never trust PayPal. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. This is retarded. What I do have to say is, I really wish you had 40 extra bucks a month to do a one-hour show. That's a lot of money, dude. We're about to get kicked off of fucking BTR right now. Hey, you're you're welcome to pay it for us. Uh, you're so rich. Find us some sponsors. Yeah, find us some sponsors. Yeah, dude, have your fucking chemical business sponsor us. No, what I'm saying is that uh, we we could do a um, like a DTR sidetrack show because we're about to get kicked off in about fucking ten seconds. That's all right. We had a good run this all weekend. Right. Uh, I got to work like every goddamn day this weekend, so that's...